stones. They're a modern Stone Age family. From the town of Bedrock, it's a place right out of history. When you're with the Flintstones, have a yabba dabba do time. What? A dabba do time. What? We'll have a gay old time. Wilma! I mean, Ashley! What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails! I promise you, I'm sober. Sort of. I'm not. Let's go. All right. Well, my name is Jason. <laughs> and I'm Zenobia. And here on Lights, Camera, Cocktail, we pair amazing cocktails with amazing movies. Yeah. And tonight is no different, y'all. Oh, that smells... I told you, you about to like this one. Citrusy. You about to like this one. All right, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay. Ooh, how you doing? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, my goodness. We are leading up to the Thanksgiving, so by the time you hear this, Thanksgiving will have passed. I hope y'all had a hell of a Thanksgiving. I hope you guys didn't fight too much traffic like Ashley and I are about to gonna be great we may go through some scenarios that directly depict this movie <laughs> literally the whole time i was watching this i was like please don't let this happen to them oh my god it's gonna be horrible <laughs> in the best way yay i'll be her del griffith <laughs> but as long as you get there as long as you get as long there. as we get there as <laughs> long as we get back yeah yep. we got a great movie for you guys today yes we are doing planes trains and automobiles bah, bah, bah. i am ready for the thanksgiving season this is supposed to be the thanksgiving movie yes absolutely like the number one thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. is this one and i'm surprised we haven't done it before i know right we haven't really like there's always another movie that like jumps in our head and then they're like oh we'll get over we'll, we'll, get, we'll get around, around to it. To we'll it. do it next year sort of thing so when you asked me what Thanksgiving movie, I was like, <laughs> planes, trains, mm-hmm. and automobiles, Absolutely. Baby. Well, that year is here, and we are finally doing it, and Yay. I'm so happy to do so. Okay. So. What's up? I don't know about you, but I'm ready to drink. I'm ready to drink? Yeah. It smells good. Okay. So, we are drinking mm-hmm. the sidecar. The sidecar. That's yeah, cute. we've done a you know a test pilot for some planes. Yeah, and we've done a blue train. Don't fuck me up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've done a blue train. But when we, did we do the blue train? For money train. Money train. Your train movie. is coming down. Yep. The train is coming down. So I was like, we got to keep it somewhat like car, even though this is they they don't drive in a sidecar in this movie, but it's damn near a sidecar. <laughs> it's out in the open, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they I, do everything but a sidecar. But I thought this would be a good festive Thanksgiving drink. Yeah. And so it is one and a half ounces of cognac, one uh, half an ounce of Cointreau. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that stuff. <laughs> it's just a fancy uh-huh. uh, triple sec. And three fourths of lemon juice, freshly squeezed is preferred Mm -hmm. and then you're going to garnish with a sugar rim on your glass and a lemon peel you're supposed to put these in champagne coupe glasses but we don't have any coupes so we're using champagne flutes i'm not fancy enough to know what a coupe is so i know it is on my list to buy because i actually really love them and then their first champagne glass you know how i feel about champagne i do we all do (laughs) (laughs) so i just put it in a champagne glass for us okay and that, my friends, is the sidecar. I like it very much so. All right, cheers. Cheers to you. <gasps> Yay! 
Cheers, Magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'll play. Mm. And if you guys are on YouTube and you notice that our Lights, Camera, Cocktail sign is a little different, <laughs> uh, it's because we are thankful for all of you, all yeah. of our listeners. Like, this is a time of being thankful, and we appreciate you guys sticking with us and yeah. having some fun with us, having some drinks with us, mm-hmm. talking some movies with us. Mm-hmm. On that note... If you guys also are mm. watching on YouTube, you'll notice that the Hennessy is in a weird bottle. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because this was gifted to us yes, by it was. someone, some set. Uh-huh. Oh, Smashly <laughs> will tell you. Babe, where did we get that Hennessy from? Even oh, she doesn't... I think it was Hacks. Ooh, that's yeah. been a minute. <laughs> if y'all don't watch HBO's Hacks, uh, we came up on their Hennessy that they... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drink it on, on camera, but we can. I think it was Hacks. That sounds more better. I mean, who are we thinking? Are we thinking Mark Paul Gossler or are we... <laughs> yeah, like what are we... What are we... I want to give a shout out to. Yeah. So <laughs> that is why... Yeah, we don't use Hennessy that, that often. Thank you, Skip Torino, for... Buying some good henny for us. Thank you. It's getting put to good use. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's what's in our mystery bottle. If you when you watch the video, all right. So so I picked this drink for many reasons because one, I could not think of a drink. I didn't want to make up a drink. Okay. For this because I couldn't really find any like car drinks, and I wanted to do a drink that actually had some herstory to it that is not for me. So okay. are you ready for a little bit of? Her story. Her story. By her, we mean mine. Her. On the sidecar. Hit me with it. Okay, so let's get in our time machine, because you know this drink is old. 1940. Ooh, you are so right. Oh, so we yes. are, are, I, I hear sidecar, and I think Roger Rabbit. I'm sorry. Ooh. We do need to do that movie. We do need to do that movie. Well, now I should have saved it for that. Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> Damn it, sidecar. I'm sure they got a Looney Tune something. <laughs> true, true. I'll find something. I'll find something. They got to dance. They got a Roger Rabbit dance. They got to have a cocktail. They got to have a cocktail. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so the sidecar mm-hmm. is said to be invented towards the end of World War One. Oh. Okay. That wouldn't be the 40s. That would be the end of the teens. World War One. I? I have one. Oh, interesting. Okay, well. Okay, well... That's what, okay, you're right. All right, let me finish because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. so it is said to be World War One somewhere in those times that this drink was invented. It was invented in Paris or London, depending on who you ask. Mm. So much mystery behind this drink. You taste like you're from London. <laughs> from London. David E. Inbare wrote a book, and his book is called The Fine Art of Mixing and Drinking. And this was published in 1948. That's where I'm getting the first That's story. where the, okay. And it says that it was invented by this guy's friend. His, his friend was um, a captain in the U.S. Army, and he would ride in a sidecar to the little restaurant, and he'd go in there, and he would order this drink to get warm. And that's, like, where they, like, kind of came up with this drink, and they called it the sidecar. Because that's how boy he, always pulled up in a sidecar. Yes. I got you. Which he nice. was smart because... He could drink as much as he wanted. He didn't have to drive. He, yeah. he in the sidecar. Dude, 1948 Uber right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then there's other people that say uh, Frank Mary 
said that he made it up um, at the Ritz Hotel in Paris. And it was his lazy way of making a brandy crusta, which is a drink that's like brandy, orange liqueur, maraschino liqueur, lemon, simple syrup, and bitters. So instead of using brandy, because brandy is just like basically a cheap cognac, Mm -hmm. you use cognac and you'd use the orange liqueur and the lemon and no sugar, no simple syrup. That's why we have the sugar on the rim. And it's a different drink. It is a different drink. There's no bitters. There's yeah. a bunch of things. It's so just changed he just the name. It, called it like a lazy. Why one. did you want to name it the sidecar? So God knows. I believe I like to think of the the captain coming through in the sidecar, yeah. and getting tipsy and getting Absolutely. you know Ubered back to the to There's the a barracks. Story room. behind it, Henri or whatever his name. Is. <laughs> so that it's a little bit of. Her story mm-hmm. on the sidecar. Slash, a sidecar is also another bar term. So, like, yeah, can I have a sidecar is this drink. Mm. But if I make you a drink and I give you a sidecar, that's like if I made you a drink and there was still some left in the shaker, but it's not going to fit in your glass, mm. then I put it in a smaller glass that's next to your drink. A little sidecar. Side that's cute. I like that. So, I know they're not the same things, but, you know, that's I got a sidecar. You. I got a question. You're a bartender. You might know this. Mm. Is there such a thing as an angel shot? I was hearing something about this. And it's basically like if a girl is at a bar and some dude is being aggressive with her, just acting like a fucking moron, you can go up to the bartender and request an angel shot. And the bartender is supposed to know what that is. And they're supposed to either get uh, security or handle it themselves with this dipshit who is not getting the hint. I have never heard of it called that. Definitely, I have had to look at girls and be like, bitch, you okay? Like, do you need help? Like, Mm -hmm. do you want me to... You need an angel shot? Yeah, but I've never said that. Maybe we should just mainstream that. I thought an angel shot was... I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I'm Mm. not the most wisest bartender. But I thought an angel shot was like... When you have a group of people, you know, you have those people who be like, shots, shots, shots. And if you're not a shot person, I am not a shot person. You can get me to do one, maybe two, and two, I'm going to be so pissed that I even did that second one. Yeah. (laughs) Cocktails on the other hand. Cocktails, I'll knock them back. But just plain shots, not a fan. Mm. So I thought an angel shot is when you're like, can I get a shot of vodka? But it's really water. Oh, I like you that. know, like you make somebody get like, an angel shot of vodka. Like I've had a friend who this dude kept out like, oh, let me get her a lemon drop martini, lemon drop martini. And she had one and she had Ooh. two. And then he was kept trying to get her Those to get another one. Up. And she looked at me and she was just like, I can't do it no more. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. And I made her an angel lemon shot, which was like no vodka in there. It's just no. Sprite and some lemon juice, some sugar on the rim. So it looks like, you know. You got something. Because not only will it fuck you up, it'll make you sick to your stomach. Like, you're more likely to puke on it. Lemon drops. I I know because Cosmo Cosmos it. get me. I mm. love lemon drops. I make them very well because I love them. Sure, but have your limit. Oh yeah, no, like two. Don't do more than two because it's like me and Cosmos. I love them so much, but when I get to that third one or that fourth one, mm. it's bad days. Yes, mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> well, thank you for the. Her story. Her story. Okay, but now I'm ready. Mm. I'll always ride in your sidecar. 
Thank you. That's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. Where did you come from? Where did you come from? <laughs> we'll tell you about that later. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ready for the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. Yes. Come on in here, girl. Can I know I, you're hot and all that. No, our little snow princess here. Chewing on food. Mm-hmm. Smashley's in the building. She's been working. We were waiting for her to get here. No, don't you apologize for no working. Because we've been waiting 100 and what? How many days? 18 or some shit like that day? Like that. I have food in my business. For you to get back to work. And now you are. So 135. 35 days. days. Here we go. I'm ready for the cold. All right. She's <laughs> hot in this house. So we are bearing this heat for you guys. I hope you guys <laughs> like our getup. You better. Okay. All right. What are we working we with, baby? Let's get smashed. With Smashly. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. You're going to take a sip every time you see a plane in the air. <laughs> the 707? So, so does it count when they're in the plane? No. Just you physically yeah. see one yeah. flying. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. You're going to take a sip. Every time Steve Martin and John Candy are in a mode of transportation. Mode of transportation. <laughs> so when they get in the plane, me, uh-huh. when uh-huh. they're on the train, uh-huh. when they're on the bus, when they're when, in the car, uh-huh. when they're in, in the a truck. truck, in the truck, <laughs> back of the truck, back of the truck, taxi, when Neo picks him up with all the kids. What about the, when he's walking? It is a mode of transportation. It is a mode of transportation. What? You move really it. don't appreciate walking down a fucking runway. <laughs> and you smiling in my fucking face. I'm not gonna count that because the cars are passing him yeah. as he's trying to go over the highway. He's transportating. <laughs> All right, you're gonna take a sip every time Steve Martin calls his wife. Mm. Susan, gotta check in, boo boo. Yeah, very endearing. When do you think it'll be in? Shouldn't be any later than ten. I'll wait up for you. I'll wait up for you. Still not gonna. Uh, she tried. Make it. She I tried. So sad. Those mm-hmm. phone calls. Take a sip every time they're in a new city or a new location is shown. Yeah, where are you going? Chicago. 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 You know you're in St. Louis. Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airline? It's a lot faster. You get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the John and watch you take a leak. If I wanted to laugh, I'd have you pull your pants down, John. What? Got him. Take a sip every time Steve Martin and John Candy reunite. Oh my God. He's like, hey! I know you. You stole my cab. (laughs) I've never stole anything in my life. I hailed a cab on Park Avenue this afternoon, and uh, before I could get in it, you stole it. You're the guy who tried to get my cab. <laughs> I knew I knew you. Yeah. You scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> yeah, you stole my cab, bitch. Not stole, stole anything in my, my life. life. I, I he always, like, oh. almost runs over his face. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, their last time they reunite. Yeah. Yeah, at the train station. Jesus. What are you still doing here? I don't want... No, don't make me cry. <laughs> it's too early. I, re- I just started drinking. <laughs> This movie will make you laugh and cry. But you're going to end crying. You're going to end crying. Great, hilarious movie. And then 
nosedive the last five minutes. It's just all tears. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Take a sip every time John Candy says he has a buddy who can hook them up with a deal. He does always have a guy. <laughs> buddy of mine, he works for the railroad. Train? Yeah. I sold them all their uh, shower curtain rings. He owes me a favor. He knows the guy. He knows yeah, the guy. He owes me. Knows duty. Knows the dude with the girl. No, leave it be. Oh, he knew his dad. That was the, he dad, said the son. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's small, but she's strong. First baby came out sideways. Uh, she she came out like, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I know. She came out like, I'll take your fucking trunk. It ain't that heavy. <laughs> now she's got that look like, that's my fucking job, bro. Yeah. Hold the baby. <laughs> Where's the baby? She hands it to another <laughs> kid. <that> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Shit, this is already fucking me. Yeah, this is real strong. <laughs> it's Side good. It's go. good. What you want? What you want? <laughs> All right, take a sip. Taking mm-hmm. a sip. Every time a mode of transportation fails. Oh, my God. The train God. stops. The car he, catches he on fire. Catches on fire. Does it count when he goes in the car? It's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. A bus breaks down. When he doesn't get his taxi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't get his another taxi. Okay. I know he paid like paid 70 bucks. 75 dollars. That's, That's what, a lot in today's money. In today's money, money I wouldn't pay you that much money for a cab. Shit. I'll wait. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He should have went back up and you took the eight o'clock. The yeah, he should have took the eight o'clock. Never make the six. You could have shared it with with your <laughs> homie, shared the cab, and got your gloves, and got your gloves, and been home. <laughs> How cold do you think it is outside? One. <laughs> All right, take a sip every time Steve Martin and John Candy get in an argument. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I like who I am. Yeah, I like I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me, because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. I take a shot at me. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I know I'm an easy target. I, I, I like me. I like me. My, my wife, wife likes, likes me. Oh, my God. Oh, it fucking breaks my heart. My, Jesus. my clients like me. Because mm-hmm. I'm the real, real deal. deal. What you what see you is, is what, what you get. get. <laughs> You're like, damn. I miss it. I know. Right. I, right. I do right. miss them a lot. There. We'll get there. <laughs> Take a sip every time Steve Martin checks his watch. And then he doesn't have and it. And then he doesn't have <laughs> it. so sucky. He's like, damn it. In a really nice watch. Really... I have $4. And, and a Casio. Casio. He's like trying to sell it. Like, ooh. Dude, Casios are expensive Cat- now. Yeah, they are. I don't know. Dude, I don't buy watches. Yeah, Classic vintage. 80s, like, thrifty watch. Now, it's hard to get. So in the 80s, that was just like Kmart watch. Like nothing, yes. nothing right home about Nothing. Okay. Now, these hipsters want them. Yeah, because the Casio's got the little calculator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to say Wesley's got like three or four of them. He looks like a Casio. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Wesley. And his, me- <laughs> his members only jacket. Is <laughs> <laughs> he going back in time? So in honor of the theme, take a sip. Anytime anyone says Thanksgiving. When does that happen? I'm not spending Thanksgiving in Wichita. I've got a family waiting for me. I'll get home. Mm. All right. It just happens a lot. So take a sip every time John Candy destroys something. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. The bathroom. Obviously. The bathroom. The bed. The bed. 
the nightstand. He got all mm-hmm. his shit on there. The motor in the chair and the car. Him crashing the car. Yeah, then yeah. he crashes the whole car. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. He said we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you. Thanks a lot. How do they know where we're going? He's just drunk. He's like, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Steve Martin's like, yeah, how does he know? You know, finish your first drink. I'm almost almost there. Shit, shit. I gotta pace myself. When John Candy finds his hands in between two pillows. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. (laughs) Those aren't pillows! You see that Bears game last night? Heck of a game. Heck of a game. Bears Bears got a good team this year. Yeah. They're going to go all the way. Yeah. All right. Finish your second drink Mm -hmm. when John Candy does the mess around. Mm. Everybody do the mess around. (laughs) I love that scene. Okay. I'm going to be real with you. When I watch them, when they do that song, this is what Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) Everybody do the mess around. He's got his cigarettes and he's fucking going about it. So Mm -hmm. good. Our next road trip. Doing the mess around. We're doing the mess around. All All right. Deal. Finish your third and final drink. When I'm John, done. When John Candy gets Steve Martin home. Oh. After all is said and done, you you did get me home, and I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, next time, let's go first class, all right? Oh, <laughs> God, I hope there isn't a next time. Oh, I know what you mean. Two days late. I told yeah. you I'd get you home. He didn't say when. What are you talking about <laughs> yeah. when you walk in the door, and then the wife finally walks down the I feel stairs? Like... Hello, Mr. Griffith. When they're when they I've get off the train, that. right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I "Told you I'd get you home." Because he's technically home. He's technically home. Because yeah, the worst has been accomplished. Worst mm-hmm. comes to worst, he could call he someone walk. at the, someone at the house to come get him. Because yeah. you know his parents there, the in laws are there, he somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's where the five minutes starts. <laughs> <gasps> Everything. <laughs> Him just flashback in and thinking about his family on the train, and then when he gets off, I haven't been home in years. Cause they, he don't got no home, man. He ain't got no home. Kills me. Who That's... picked this movie? <laughs> Your ass. It's a great movie, though. It's a great movie. Okay. That's that's all I got. All right. Do you guys got anything to add? And I think you did a really good job. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks. Every Thank you. time you go away. <laughs> You take a piece of me with you. Okay, wait, no. Do you have any? I got one. Okay, go. Yeah, uh, every time that Dell pays for something. So I even let you pay for it. He doesn't pay for anything. He pays for everything. Do, you mean oh, Neil. 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 Oh, sorry, so, Neil. Sorry, Neil. Steve Martin's Neil. character. I get that. Paid for everything else. Why break precedent? You're making me feel like a freeloader. Yes, he does pay for everything. Yes. Okay, yeah. I like that. Okay. And yes, that includes the rental of Dell's car. Okay, I got one. Every time. Give it back. <laughs> he sells a new set of shower, shower curtain rings. Hell yeah. <laughs> These are the Walter Cronkite. I even looked up a drink. He's like, this is the. This is your Diane Sawyer autographed earring. 
You ever watch 60 Minutes? You watch 60 Minutes? Diane Sawyer? These are hers. Autograph signed. Yeah, no. I looked for a drink, like a shower drink. And I kind of a shower laugh. drink? Yeah, because I was going to find like a shower curtain. <laughs> Only one I know of is the shower beer, in which case we'd have a lot of echo on the podcast. Shower beer? You never heard of a what shower beer? a shower beer? beer? I do it all the time. The yeah. Oh! I call it Vegas drink because I do it mainly in Vegas. It's perfect. It really is. It is perfect. I've never tried that. When are we going back to Vegas? Uh, October. We're going back before then, I promise you. Kara, we're coming. Kara, we're coming. <laughs> now that the fucking race is over. Yes. F1 is over. Vegas, I am, I am so, so happy sorry. that you got your city back. I'm yes. sorry y'all had to live, deal with that shit. I heard it was now, bad. next time, just don't cut that deal. But I thought you were really talking about a beer that was a shower drink. Like It's a common saying, shower beer. No, nah, I mean, yes, but I thought like a brand. I was like, ooh, so when we do Psycho... Oh, mm. <laughs> yes. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, because that is the motherfucking drinking game. Yes, sir. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Love y'all. I'm empty. Oh, she got refilled. You got reinforcements right over there. Yep. All right, well, Woo. smash responsibly. Smash responsibly. All right, so... Are Joe, you ready? I'm ready. For them stats. Hit me with your best shot. Okay. This movie dropped November 25th, 1987, baby. We back in the 80s. We just can't get out of it. I know. We've been there for a while. We in there. It is what it is. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the budget for We're it. We're coming to some new movies next. We next will. week, we'll hit you with a newer A movie. newer movie, yes. Mm-hmm. Because we... we we really love the 80s, though. Like, I, I can't. Mean, we got to hit all these good ones, and then we won't have a reason to go back to the 80s. I'll always be back at the 80s. I but, know. You know. I know. But maybe not as frequent. <laughs> all right. So here we go. We're going to be doing Over the Top. We haven't done Rocky. We haven't done Rambo. Okay. Iron Eagle. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're right. And Iron Eagle, too. Just kidding. I've we never seen it. We haven't done The Great Weird Outdoors. Science. Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. We didn't do We no haven't Sarah hit all Bueller. of John Hughes. Yeah. We only done like two John Who's. Okay, okay, okay. So (laughs) the budget for this movie is fifteen million dollars. And that translated That's a lot of cheese. That translated into twenty twenty three money, that's forty million dollars. Over forty mil. Fook me. No, fuck you. Can we do that? <laughs> twins. That's two thousand something, right? Twins. Yes, absolutely. And it made forty nine million dollars. Okay. That translated into twenty twenty one money. It's over one hundred and thirty one million dollars that this movie. Made. Yeah, so it made its money back times what three? Yeah. So like. More so, I'm just thinking about the inflation that's come for over forty years. Money is cheap. It's, it be changing. I know, I know. And I can't even like live in a world now where I don't do the translation math like calculator. You're gonna just have it in your head when somebody like gives you the bill and like, bitch, in 1987 that would have been. <laughs> I am not. I'm getting pretty good that I'm not far off when I see it. Like, okay. I was watching I Love Lucy and they're like, rent is a hundred dollars, and he was all yelling at him. I'm like, whoa, bitch. yeah, and it was like you know almost a thousand dollars or some shit like that. And I was like. Okay, then I understand you being upset. 
Mm-hmm. But today, a hundred bucks, I'd be like, "Bitch, this is a hundred bucks, man. This is practically free." <laughs> okay, Rotten Tomatoes critics. Yep, ninety-two percent. Mm-hmm. I think everybody likes this movie. Yeah. Who doesn't like Steve Martin? Yeah, or John Candy, or John Hughes, or John Hughes. <laughs> the man could do no wrong. Yeah, especially in the eighties, late eighties. Like he's had major hits before this. Yeah, absolutely. And so he can't do any wrong, and they loved him. Audience, 87%. Okay. I think people probably don't like John Candy's character that much. What? I think that he's very, probably annoying. I feel like, I feel like people, you know, I don't know. I think that I get that. Like, you associate with one character or the other. I associate with Steve Martin's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's some infuriating shit. Like, you know, it's a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to watch a movie where the person that they see themselves as is constantly getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> I get it. But this movie Steve pisses Martin. me off, too, in the best possible way. It's Steve Martin. He, he's always a good guy getting kicked. That's like mm-hmm. his... Not always. Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, he, for one oh, thing, he was the mom? bad guy. Who's ever, he, that's the only time he was the bad guy <laughs> in his whole ass career. And that's still my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You'll be a dentist. You'll be a dentist. Mm. <laughs> okay. We haven't done a musical month in a while. We haven't. We're going to get back to that. So. So. The ZZ Fresh. Hit it. 97%. I think it's great. Yeah. I think the casting is good. Obviously, the two people we follow are some of my two favorite comedic actors mm-hmm. ever and the locations are cool obviously it's john hughes so you get that emotional side that real side but some funny and like goofy shit for sure it's just good it's something that i watch every year not this year i'm done watching it i watched it about <laughs> seven times this Ooh, week I <laughs> I watched it. that was my fourth time i watched it twice before i even came over here <laughs> i get that but I love this movie so much. I do too. I would give it a solid 93%. Yeah. Like we said, John Hughes can do no wrong. If I'm, I don't think that uh, he did anything that he shouldn't in this movie. But like when you watch it and like this movie was made in 1987, all of America is not white. I know. You know, and that's my only beef with it. And I'm not saying to just hit a quota, but it's not a direct representation of America, even when they're in New York or they're in Chicago. You know, that's my only thing with it is Hollywood was very white back then. I also agree with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't put color in his movies, period. Yeah. They are all really white, Um, (laughs) which is something that, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not great at what you do i love martin scorsese mm-hmm. i think all the movies that he make are great but he does not make characters of color they're always white men that is all the story that he wants to tell or the sure. story that he can tell is yeah. white men and and i can understand the, that yeah. you stay in the pocket that you understand but at the same time if you're making a movie where somebody is literally traveling the country and hitting different spots of yeah. the country yeah that's the only part that i would knock some points off for is you have a responsibility to represent that part of the country but the part of the country he they were traveling sure is real white but i mean like you were going to chi town there's black people all around there black people just all people around are there. all around there's new york color all th- throughout new york yeah. yeah in the airports you know all over the place that's the only thing yeah do you think he did that by choice uh i think that 
or that he was just, just he Hollywood just in the eighties. He just like did it because that's just yeah how he sees it. Yeah, I think that was just Hollywood in the eighties, and so yeah. And reasons like that is why I get very upset when people get upset when they're like, oh, Disney is getting so woke or so-and-so is getting so woke. It's because how many more, like, white stories do we have to hear? Like, kind of sure. feel, you know, like, kind of feeling like there's other stories out there in the world, other different genders and races that have stories that also need to be told. I'll buy that. My argument with that would be tell the story how it was written in the book. Whatever the depiction of the book is what you should be depicting. So I don't think that Snow White should be a Latina. She's Snow White. I get that. Skin as white as snow. That one makes a little more sense. But if you mad that Ariel is black when she's a fake ass, a mermaid that's not even a real thing, I'm a little mad. Because in my head, Ariel has always been black. She's my favorite because she wasn't just white. She was extremely different, obviously different from all the other princesses. Mm-hmm. She could never be the same because she part fish. She ain't She ain't fully white. So I always, as a child before Princess Tiana, identified mm-hmm. with her. I love the water. And she's not Snow White. She's not Belle. She's not Cinderella. As with most things, there's always an overcorrection before we get to the proper calibration of something. Yeah. Oh, and I definitely as, believe right that Right now as well. we're in an overcorrection. That's all it is. And once we overcorrect People are going to call it out. That's 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 humanity. They're going to say, hey, no, you're pushing it too far. And then the other side's like, hey, no, we're going too far. And then you're like, all right, well, let's settle on this. Yeah, we got to get in the middle. But you got to have the conversation in order to find the middle. I agree. But I also like colorful casting. But mm. I love John Hughes. He makes great movies. Absolutely. And we've talked about him before. Yeah. We've done Uncle Buck, and we've done Home Alone, and so he is... And we will do many more of his movies. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> I'm already like, this is giving me difficulty to find okay? my words. Are you okay? What did you put in this shit? I told you, Cognac. Like... I was drinking that day. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's not alcohol is lemon juice. Sorry. Mm. This is how mm. they were drinking back in the day. You gotta drink like a man. That's why... You ride a sidecar on the way home. That's what I'm saying. Shit. He had it right. He had it right. He's like, look, I'm about to get trashed at the mm. restaurant right now. Who's going to drive me to the restaurant in the sidecar? <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into this, man. Let's dive into this movie. Planes, mm-hmm. Trains, and Automobiles. Directed by the great John Hughes. If y'all don't know who John Hughes is, uh, you have some homework to do. Oh, I was about you to can't say, you better ask somebody. You can't call yourself a movie buff. lover, movie buff, Mm-mm. cinephile, nothing if you don't know who John Hughes is. He is responsible for single-handedly giving 80s kids pop culture. <laughs> you are so fucking right, dude. <laughs> like, seriously, this was his fifth movie as a writer director uh-huh. before this he had already done 16 candles Love it. breakfast club Love it. weird science Love and it. right before this ferris bueller's day off bueller 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 yeah Fry. and we have a couple of ferris bueller people in this movie too mm-hmm, absolutely and if you, this is just what he did as a writer slash director, if we count all the other movies that he wrote, yeah, yeah. that list doubles within a seven year span. Because like we're talking about Mr. Mom, yep, we're talking about National Lampoon's Vacation, which we did do. Oh, that's right, we did we did two of them. 
Yes. Uh, pretty in pink. Mm-hmm. Some kind of wonderful. Some kind like, of wonderful. My dude just did not miss. He, he had his finger on the pulse. Absolutely. How do you know what it's like to be a teenage girl? That's what I want to know. How do you know? How do you know? Because you wrote know. so many movies I, about same teenage way, girls. How he knew like, how to score a movie. You know, he had an ear for the music of the time. And because of such, so many of these movies are so well scored. We were talking about it on Uncle Buck mm. that he does the, he was the first like 80s movie that wasn't like considered a black movie mm. to put like rap hip hop in his movie. In Uncle Buck, he puts like wild thing. Doom, nice. Doom, doom, doom. Doom. And that was like a big deal. Like you're like, what the fuck? He was like, look, this is what the kids are listening to. Yeah. <laughs> we got to put this in here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's introduced like a bunch of people to the Pixies, if I'm not mistaken, in one of these movies. Um, that makes sense. You his soundtracks do be slapping. They Absolutely. do. They do. Did you know that oh, something that happened in his life inspired this movie? What happened? Okay, so John Hughes, <laughs> in real life, back in the day, he worked for an advertisement agency, mm-hmm. um, a company in Chicago, and he had a meeting in New York. It was just like a day meeting. He was supposed to go there and then get on like the five o'clock plane back and to Chicago. Some dipshit CEO was sitting there looking at three billboards. <laughs> He's looking at it like three days, four days later. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're whispering at the other end of the fucking table. I don't miss my shit. And he's like, yeah. Why As if, oh, I'm sorry, am I bothering you? Fuck yes, you're bothering. Make a decision, bitch. You Let's are. reconvene after the holidays. I want to get some fresh eyes on this. Bitch, your eyes ain't getting no fresher in the next three days. <laughs> you lucky if they open in the next three days. Okay, so, no, it wasn't that. Okay. It was that he went to the airport and his plane got delayed. Ah. And then he got on another plane and it got routed somewhere else. And he went to Denver. And then he went to Phoenix. And then he went to Wichita, Kansas. Oh, my God. And eventually, he ended up making it home. But it was only like, it was five days after he had left. Like, when he was supposed to be back. So, it took a five days. Fucking nightmare. And I feel like he had the worst time. Because traveling just sucks in general. Even if it goes smooth, it sucks. But, like, when anything happens, the smallest hiccup... Will throw your whole travel thing off. And mm-hmm. to have me be rerouted to like different parts of the country. How you make it all the way to Arizona when you live in fucking Chicago? Where are you That's going? That's how they do them connecting flights. <laughs> Where are you going? I don't understand that shit. How you end up over here? Like how do you have a layover in Miami if you're traveling from like Colorado to California or some shit? It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. <laughs> when I saw that I was like. Or like Chicago to California. Why am I going to Miami? Wait, What? What? How was that cheaper, bitch? That makes no sense. I don't know how it works. Mm. All I know is I would have been upset and I would have wrote a movie about it too. Yeah. $49 million later. <laughs> I wonder if he did run into You want to waste like, my time? Gotcha, gotcha bitch. bitch. I wonder if he like sat there and he really did run into like the lady he fucking cusses out. Oh my God. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if he took planes or he just witnessed it with somebody else. Like it could have been just one of those holiday weekends. Mm -hmm. Everybody is screwed Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. You remember getting back here from Columbia, all kinds of people had issues. I was lucky enough to have, no, we were smooth sailing there and back me and Megan. But some of our crew that were flying with us did miss it on the way there and had to wait. Yeah. Me and Ashley had to make some phone calls, talk Mm -hmm. to some airlines, make some arrangements. I had to flirt with, 
a lady on the phone. You flirting with bitches. Hey, if it gets me on an earlier flight. <laughs> did it work? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, it did. Ashley loves to see me like when we travel because I'm always flirting with like the old ladies. <laughs> I always, I don't want. I always end up sitting next to the old ladies and yeah. they just you know, think I'm a throwback kind of guy. You are a throwback kind of guy. I'm a classic man. So John Hughes, mm-hmm. when he makes his movies, <laughs> of course you know he likes to film it in or around Chicago. Yes, that is his. That's his city. That's, that's where he was city. from. That's where he grew up. That's, that's where, where he everybody retired. All the movies that you could think of are in or around Chicago. Yeah, it's him and Cusack. And so when he made this movie, ideally he wanted snow. Lots of snow. Oof. Beautiful white snow piles of it to make this even more of like a a journey to get to, to the house, right? Gotcha. But there wasn't really any snow in Chicago. Wasn't that snow that year? Nah. Like they flew from like the Midwest to the East Coast looking for snow. They were driving up and down from like Buffalo, New York, all over just trying to find It's a dry winter. So they were having their own planes, trains, and automobiles because they had to take all of these transportations to Mm -hmm. find snow. Find the snow. And when they would find the snow, as soon as they get there, it would start to melt. And now that I know that, you can see like, okay, yeah, these are, there's snow, but that's old snow that's like on its way out. Yeah. But that's okay also. That's okay. That's real. Yeah. And- we know how it is to like film in real actual snow. Uh-huh. It's so much it's a extra fucking shit. Nightmare. Yeah, and so Hughes was like in a very grumpy mood making this movie, and sure. so like even the cast and crew were just like, yeah, he this, he was going through some shit. It was a rough for sure. time for him to like to film. Snow this. is the hardest terrain to film in. Yeah, like you got production crews, you've got grips, electrics art department, wardrobe, all these trucks coming in, all these people coming in, the AD department running around trying to rally everybody, trying to organize everybody. That's all steps. And if you're shooting a scene that's supposed to have fresh snow on the ground, guess what? Somebody stepped in your fresh snow. And now you got to reset that. And then you got to do the scene and hope that you get it on the first take. And if you don't, then you got to reset the snow. Yeah. That's a pain in the ass. I, I get it. And guess what? Afterwards, you got to turn around where all that shit was. Ugh. I don't <laughs> think I'll ever make a movie that involves snow. <laughs> That's because you're a SoCal guy. We don't we don't deal with that shit. Well, it's not even that. Just as a filmmaker, I know how difficult it is, and then therefore I'm going to steer away from it if I can. Or I'll go Dawson's Creek where they just laid down the fabric that looked like just lay snow. The, yeah, just do that. I mean, I wouldn't know the difference. I go to the snow. I don't live in the snow. Dawson's walking through the snow yes. and it's moving with him. <laughs> really? I've never even fucking seen this. Oh, it's a great uh, TikTok fucking well, video. Because like no one wants to work in the fucking Dawson's snow. Dawson's Creek episode. You've worked in snow on, on yeah. Abbott. Yeah, and it's hard. <laughs> It's not fun. Well, I mean, that's obviously not, not real fun. snow, though. Oh, it's real. I mean, it's, yes, it's shaved it's ice. It's snow cone snow. Yes, it's shaved ice, Absolutely. but it's not like from the heavens. But if they say we need more snow, guess who's got to deal with it? You, boo-boo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or guess what? If somebody's got to walk across or run across a certain section, guess who's got to make sure it's safe? Well, I appreciate <sighs> it because I love the show. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. it was you know a good, many times good I episode. dried up that crosswalk when our Abbott episode aired where 
Chris Pettifer's character is saving Christmas mm-hmm. for Lisa and Shirley Ralph. Oh, that's why he can't go across the street, right? Yeah. <laughs> Almost gets hit by the car. Merry Christmas! Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think made it safe? You. Thank you for not letting him get hit. He's so cute. He's so great. Speaking of great, I'm almost ready for a second one. Okay. Well, let's let's use it up, and then I'll make you another one. Who's Hughes? John Hughes. John Hughes. Well, he used it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't know how f- long after he came home from this trip, mm-hmm. but he popped up in there. He locked himself in his room, and he knocked this script out, at least the first draft, in three days. Sure. Went full Stallone. He did. He he made it where it was like he did the first sixty pages in six hours. Yeah. Just he was just on one of those. Yeah, I get that. He That's probably awesome. yeah. He probably was just like, "Fuck this airline!" And instead of writing mm-hmm. a nasty caring letter, impression. instead of they didn't have any Yelp at that time. Yep. You know. And so he's, <laughs> he's just like, like "Dear American Airlines." Right. I'm writing a movie about how you guys suck. I'd like to say, I really don't appreciate your company leaving me in the middle of fucking nowhere, nowhere with keys to a car that wasn't fucking there. And I really don't appreciate walking down a fucking highway and then through a fucking runway to have you fucking <laughs> smiling in my fucking face. Yeah? yeah. And then he's like, I feel great. I gotta keep going. What I'm about to next? make like $15 million <laughs> off of this shit. <laughs> Brilliant. And he ended up with 145 pages. That's how he did it. 145 pages in three days. And he ended up shooting 600,000 feet of film Mm. for this movie, which is twice amount of like the average movie at the time for film. That's like 12 takes (laughs) per. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Shit. So it means that. And they still got under 15 mil? Shit. Yeah, because he ended up filming like three hours and 40 minutes worth of fucking shit. Jesus. And it got cut. Yeah. A lot of it got cut. More got cut than is actually in the movie. You can make a whole nother movie. You can. And the movie, you can't make a whole nother movie. You got to add these things back into the movie. Because I found out some of the shit that was missing from this movie. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. It'll be like Lord of the Rings part three. Again, lost version continued. of this movie. A lot of things don't make sense in this movie. If you watch it, you're like, "What is that?" What I is hate that? that. And I'm about to tell you some of them. Okay, tell me. Okay, so like I said, it was 145 pages, mm-hmm. so like a little over three and a half hours was the thing, and they cut it to two hours. Sure. And then Paramount was like, "Nah, girl, short, short." So then it's an hour and a half is what we get. <sighs> So more is on the cutting room floor than is in the movie. And John Hughes said that he didn't know where the the rest of the shit was. It's probably on, you know, some cutting room floor or in a vault in Paramount that'll never be like never, shown. Never be released. Well, okay, here's one of them. One of the scenes that is different than what we see. So the Motown scene where Dell is in the bed and Steve Martin's in the shower, right? Okay. Dell orders a pizza and a six pack and the That's delivery right. guy comes to the door. I was wondering about that. Now, Dell does not know where his wallet is, so he goes into Steve Martin's <sighs> wallet and he takes money to pay for the pizza and the beer. Mm. Okay? He leaves the pizza man a dollar tip, and then he goes and he eats this pizza. 
and he leaves Steve Martin one slice, and it says, like, in the script, like, the most disgusting piece of pizza ever is, like, le- left with him. Anchovies and mushrooms and gross cheese and very greasy. And you see in the trailer Steve Martin actually, like, trying to eat a piece of pizza or, like, looking at it. It's because it's cut from the scene. Mm. And while he does that, obviously he turns the bed on and it starts to vibrate the yep. massage. And it shakes the beer up. Uh-huh. He opens the beer and gets it all over the bed. I had no idea those beer cans were going to blow like that. You left them on a vibrating bed. What did you think was going to happen? Um, so that that's a scene that is cut. This is the part that the audience doesn't like. That doesn't know. <laughs> and not only that, but the dude who comes and breaks in to steal their wallet... It's the pizza it's delivery the pizza man. delivery guy. Because yep. he fucking got a dollar tip. So that's where that is. I never, I didn't really know that. And I, I think they did a pretty good job of like, you know, just yeah. talking like, to things. It's, it makes suggested, suggested things. like Things we missed. I'm sure he was very careful about where he cut that 30 minutes out, but it still like pisses you off. Like, now Dell does tell him. Before they go to bed, like when he's apologizing for the beer and stuff, mm-hmm. he does tell them like, oh, by the way, I took money out of your wallet for the pizza. I'll pay you back. Sure. So he does know that. And that's why in the diner, he was like, well, you went in my stuff. You remember? Mm-hmm. A lot of things, but I'm not a thief. You went into my stuff last night, right? I didn't take your money. And I don't care for the accusation. Well, I had over $700 in here and you went into my wallet for pizza. Just maybe when you went into it, you had to take Count it. it. And when they say that, you're just like, when? I didn't see any of that. So. That's infuriating on two levels. Another one, this is a subplot Mm -hmm. that is completely cut out of the movie. But once you kind of like know, you're going to start to notice it. So Neil's wife, she keeps getting these phone calls from him, right? Mm -hmm. She's getting these phone calls. But while she's talking to him, she's thinking this fool's cheating on her. (gasps) And that's why he's not home. That's why he's not home. He's with his lady. And so she starts getting suspicious, and she even mentions that, you know, why aren't you home? Your coworker, the dude who got your gloves, he home. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you home? You know, kind of thing. Sure. And there even comes a point where, you know, she... And she's just getting phone calls. She's just That's getting phone calls. That's all she gets. So her Back mind is then, running. you don't know where. You can't see where the phone is coming mm-hmm. from. This is 1980s. Well, maybe. Mm-mm. You know. Unless you're the popo. Yeah. You can't. No. So she thinks that he's cheating. She even makes a comment about like, well, how is Dell doing? And he'd be like, he's fine. Like, what the fuck? Why are you asking about it? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you just don't be coming home with his panties in your briefcase. <gasps> you know, kind of thing. Wow. And he goes, that's funny because I actually washed my, dried my face with his panties today, like kind of thing, like mm. a joke, because that actually happens. Yes, it did. She gets mad and she hangs up the phone. So that's why when he actually brings them to Thanksgiving, the look on her face is it's more than it's like, that oh, of, oh, he wasn't cheating. He on wasn't me. cheating. And that's why she's like, I'm happy to see you. You know, she starts mm. crying because in her head, she's thinking he's like screwing the secretary, hot young secretary. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. But no, really, he went through hell. He to, went through hell to get home to you. To you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she's I like got crying you. and stuff. See, and now when you watch the movie and you see his face from her eyes, it's more so like, they know each other because of all that he's told her about going through over the last few days. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of, I kind of wish that was stayed. I wish that was stayed. Because it would have gave his wife more of a, like, they just show her, you know, watch TV, falling asleep, mm-hmm. taking care of the kids, cooking a turkey or whatever. Yeah, they show the endearing moments that make him want to get home mm-hmm. and make you want to see him get home. But I, I kind of wish that they would have had her just pissed in her, like, what the fuck is going on? Where is he? Your homie just called. He just dropped off your fucking gloves. Leave it to the studios. He just dropped off your gloves. And y'all, he left like two hours after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why aren't you home? So yeah, what else is there? Okay, there's another one. And this one, this made a lot of sense to me. And I, I wish they would have kept this because it would have just added on to it. Okay. So you remember, Trooper pulls him over and he's like, you really think this car is like... Safe? Safe to like drive. Yes, I do. <laughs> like nothing works except the radio. It's not pretty to look at, but she'll get you where you need to go. No. Ironically, the only thing that works is the radio. It's the radio, <laughs> you know? So when he gets pulled over, they get pulled over, he starts talking to the trooper, mm. and then the trooper's like, where are you guys headed? And they're like, Chicago. And he's like, Chicago. Chicago? Do you know that you're 100 miles past Chicago? And they're like, what? Yes, sir, I do. And they get out of the car, and they start fighting out of the car because, you know, like Steve Martin's pissed because took how, the wrong directions. Bitch, how did you get us a hundred a hundred miles past past it? Begs the question: Is he purposely trying to keep him away from home? Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. So, mm-hmm. um, once they find out that they're like a hundred miles past Chicago, they start to fight, and then they kind of they get arrested, and their car gets towed. Mm-hmm. So once you see the scene where the trooper leaves, and it shows like the police station i think it might be it's because steve martin was in there and he was getting strip searched and you know and he comes out and dell's out there and he's just like what took so long like you know they didn't strip surf me why they strip search you like kind of deal and he's just like whatever let's get the car and he's like oh we can't they towed it I didn't get insurance when i rented the car because you remember he uses his card to rent it so this motherfucker would not be at my house Thanksgiving. Neil gets pissed off and does what anybody wouldn't probably do. Punches he him. Punches him in the face. You got to add that they, in. They separate. For, I, I, I didn't read like what happens after that. Like they separate. But then he finds the trucker to come get him. Right. And he's like, oh, I told you I got you. But that's when you notice that he has the black eye. Yeah. It's because he got punched there's so many things missing from this movie and once leave you leave it to a studio to figure out how to tell a good story and once you know these things you're just like okay this movie makes so much more sense not that it didn't make sense Mm-mm. it just makes more but it was sense. great as a two-hour movie it doesn't need to be an hour and a half yeah you probably should have kept it an extra 30 in there okay so the fifth scene that was cut that was a big one was the ending scene so what about the i heard a bunch of things that it was supposed to be like they get to Steve Martin's house, uh-huh. and then Dell's like, "You know what? You should be with your family." Uh-huh. And then he leaves. Now I heard there was many rewrites on set for this movie. The so, ending is a very hard thing. So to accomplish. I'm sure that this had a couple different endings. Sure. So it was that one, and then he ends, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he like walks off, and like that's the ending. Think it's lame? Wouldn't would not pick that one. Then there's another one where. After he says goodbye to him on the train tracks, he gets on the train and he goes home. And when he gets like to a street or like close to his home, 
Dell's there. Mm. He's like, bitch, what are you what are you doing here? And that's when he kind of explains, you know, my wife died and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't have a home. I don't have a home. But he didn't like that. So what they did, John Hughes thought that that would people wouldn't like Dell thinking that he is really creepy, like showing up at the dude's house and shit like that. And yeah, it, it wouldn't make him likable. No. And you want you want him to be likable. So yes. he re-shot it um, where they he meets them in the train station. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he tells them, you know, I don't have a home to go to. My wife died years ago. And he starts... He just lives on the road. He starts talking about how his wife, after his wife died, he, like, sold everything and moved, and he just made the road his home. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a home. And so he latches on to people when he meets them, and the holidays are always the toughest. Mm-hmm. And so that he... I think they should have at least kept that monologue I think in. that would have been a good monologue, too. Especially coming from John Candy. It breaks your heart <sighs> in the few words that he says already. Yeah. But it leaves you wanting more. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, my wife died eight years ago. I don't have a home. home. And then cut to them walking down the street. That's what it is. I mean, before we know all this, like, that was okay, I guess, to me, because I didn't know there was more to be had. It it left me felt wanting more. It did. Like, why? Why are you? So this whole time you were just lying to us? Especially in a John Hughes movie. Because there was more. Mm-hmm. So he tells them all that stuff, and the holidays he usually latches on to somebody, but like this year he just couldn't let go. Yeah, and it's like him. something like this is what he says. Yeah, and then that's when Steve Martin is just like, "All right, bitch, come on, you come, you're coming with me, you're coming home with me." No, no, I couldn't post Dell. Come on, you stupid, get in, get up. So that's just pieces of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's more than that. I get it. People on YouTube read the script, like the actual script, and brought up attention of these things were missing from the script. Mm -hmm. Eventually this got up to like Steve Martin and to Paramount. And so Paramount did release a newer 4k Blu-ray DVD. I'll go fuck yourself. That has, I think it's like 70 minutes worth of extra shit in it. So finally, if you do really want to go see it, you can go get your 4k Blu-ray DVD. Nope. I'll just wait till somebody puts it on YouTube. I don't so I want to see, see it little... personally because it's not John Hughes's version. It's not John Hughes's edited version. True. It's going to be Paramount's edited version. Paramount's... Now, I don't know mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm not saying that they added these things into the movie. I'm not saying oh, that. Oh, okay. It's just deleted scenes in the... I'm thinking it's more of like a deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's... you can you can figure out where they go. It's still not John Hughes. It's Paramount, it's not... not John Hughes. And that's why I don't really care to see them. I just want to see it because Steve Martin and John Candy, are, they're going to do a good job of whatever John Hughes wrote. I agree. And just to see it, just to see it. Like, I'm not going to say it's going to, I'm, I, I want it into the movie. But it's not. But if it's lost, I always like to see lost footage yeah. and stuff. And if it's not going to be edited by him, it's not going to be scored by him. And those True. are crucial things. It's not going to be his takes that he circled. It's going to be what they thought were the best takes. That's know? true. And I'm mad at him for telling him not to do it in the first place. You knew they were going to tell him not to do it. Damn. Two hours. That's the over-under. If it goes over two hours, then you can give me an issue. Yeah. But if it's under two hours, the over-under on a movie is two hours. two hours. If I do 205, you can give me flack for those five minutes, and I'll plead my case, especially if you hired me. But don't ask me to turn a two-hour movie into an hour and 30-minute movie. 
It's stupid. It's not even a two-hour movie. It's, it's an hour, three-and-a-half-hour movie turned into an hour-and-a-half movie. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it you is. Know, it's he not got just, it down it's to two hours. Thir- yeah, he got it to two hours, and they were like, you know what? 30 minutes more. When it starts leading to questions of like, when the fuck was the beer was spilled? Or where the fuck did he get the black eye? I got an issue. Yeah. I got an issue too. And when I found that no. out, I was very upset. If I found that out years ago. the links in the chain ago. are not there, you're, you're fucking up. A couple years ago, I found that out and it changed my whole output on this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, there's so much we're missing. So Dude, much. You're, it makes sense. Because I was like, where the fuck does black eye come from? When did you spill this beer? Mm-hmm. You know, why is the wife just all extra emotional? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. My mom would have been like, I'm so happy you're home, but I need you to help me with the the potato salad. <laughs> Can you go get the chairs out of the garage? Like, you know, like that's what a normal mom who's like putting all of Thanksgiving together by herself yeah. would have been like, baby, oh, I'm so glad you're home. All right. Well, let's talk about these actors then. All right. Speaking of, we can start with our mom that we were just diving into, Miss Layla Robbins. Layla. So... <laughs> I really enjoyed her character. I think that she depicted the right character of a woman that you want to get back to. He loves her so much. What it is, is he loves her as much as Del loved his wife. To the wives! So there was a time when Del wanted to get home to his wife. And then she died. And that's why he stays on the road, because he just has nobody to go to home. Imagine, I don't want to imagine coming home to this home and Ashley's not here. Like, it fucks me up. This oh. is why I say the it's a horrible last five minutes, because it know. just eats me alive to imagine those type of things. I'll be here, sitting on the porch, mm-hmm. smoking a joint. I know you will. Bit. It's not the same, though. No, I'm not smashed. <laughs> but I, I love the way that she depicted this character. That's what I'm saying. She don't need to work. So do you Doesn't think have to be in the story. that if... You love her as she is. If they added the whole, her suspicion of him cheating, do you think it would have added, like, you don't like her as much? Depends on how she played it. Depends on how she portrayed that character. But I think that she is well within her rights to think so but at the same time she should know her husband but at the same time this is a movie she Dang. got she got <laughs> little matthew lawrence at home <laughs> no, the, the mother's one's smaller than him but yeah he looks so cute with his little bowl haircut dude can we we should okay we'll talk about the honorable mentions in a minute but yeah she's exactly the type of person that should have been depicted so that it warrants all of the hard work. Is it, let's, let's face it. If he was in a run-of-the-mill, not-so-great marriage, mm-hmm. he would have waited until the 8 o'clock flight. He wouldn't have been trying so hard to get home. He would have stayed in one of those motels an extra day until a flight was available. You know, She's got to be that type of wife that you want to get back to i don't know i always just thought it was because it was thanksgiving you got to be there it's thanksgiving also your, the kids your mama you know, your daddy all of that up. stuff you know the in-laws are there so you guys might recognize miss layla uh she plays pamela milton in the walking dead so i want to say that was like season six season seven somewhere around there she's also uh grace mallory in the boys 
Okay. You watch The Boys. But I can't think of The Walking Dead. Continue. It's The Walking Dead, not Fear or... No, The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. So I want to, I can't remember what she's like, her thing. I got to think on that one. <laughs> You know that's my show. And I watched also, it to the beginning to end. A movie that I think that we would enjoy doing on this podcast. It is a 90s movie, not an 80s movie. Okay. And don't say no based off of the title, but it's called Live Nude Girls. You think I would say no to nude girls? <laughs> <laughs> it is her. It is, what's her name from Sex and the City? Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Samantha. Samantha Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shit, I can't remember damn. her name right now. I'm, but a, I'm a couple drinks in. Yeah, Samantha from Samantha. Sex in the City. Samantha exactly. Jones, bitch. <laughs> so uh, sh- those two are uh, two of the main characters. There's like five ladies, and they're a little bit older, and they all are like crushing on this young uh, delivery boy, and like they're just, you know... They're the older women that would be talking about sex. Okay, so yes, I'm I'm totally down. This sounds awesome. It sounds like a, a Golden Girls type of deal. You said they're older ladies, right? They're, they're like you know not older, like especially not by our like 2023 standards, no. by 1990 standards. They were so they're like 35 to 45. What the fuck, man? That's not old. Get out of in here. In the 90s, in the 90s, I don't hear that shit. 35 to 45, you had like three kids by then. Or you could be free and travel the world with your big ass titties like me. I didn't hear nothing I disagree with. <laughs> I do remember who she is. I had to see I her. say we watch this movie after we're done here tonight. <laughs> I did. You got somewhere to be? Here. I don't have to leave until tomorrow morning to, done. to, to make my travels for Thanksgiving. You're going to see night, tight 90s jeans and ponytails. Oh, my favorite. And some sexy ladies in lingerie. I had to look at her mm-hmm. now. To realize who she is in The Walking Dead. She is in the last season. Yes. Oh, it's the last season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And she, yeah, she's not the best person. No. Like I said. <laughs> she's not the best person. Like but I she said. a career woman, uh-huh. though, and not too. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah she she's had some hair. great, like, long recurring roles on some uh, really good shows of the time. Those She's two. a great actress. That's yeah, why I said absolutely. I wish they would have like went with that storyline so I could have had a little more from her. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she can do both. But like we said, little Maddie Lawrence played little Neil, a.k.a. Steve Martin's son. son. <laughs> we why got don't some... I get noogies? Because like, you get the, the Indian birds. Yeah. I prefer noogies. I'd rather have the noogies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Indian birds fucking hurt, Indian man. birds suck. <laughs> That's not love. That's pain. <laughs> we got some great, like, cameos in this movie. Matthew Lawrence is one of them. If y'all don't know who Matthew Lawrence it's is. It's Smashley's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Boy Meets World. Go watch Mrs. Meets Doubtfire. World. Mrs. Doubtfire. She, she She's a he he. He he. She's a she she. <laughs> what? You're going to get it in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> she have those? I don't know. <laughs> watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, look at me. I, I saw your Help glass was empty. Help me out. But also, we'll talk about some other people, namely uh, the newest Avenger, Kevin Bacon. I'm kidding. That's just a play because they ask if Kevin Bacon is uh, an Oh, because he's part of... He may be part of the team. I don't know. I haven't been to us in a while. Guardian of the Galaxy, the Christmas one. Did you see that one? No. The Guardians? 
Because no. you know how he he be talking about them. He's like, this is not like Footloose. And she's like, I don't know it's what exactly Footloose is. exactly like Footloose. I don't know what it's Footloose is. It's still the greatest is. movie ever. It never was. <laughs> it was at one point. It was a great fucking movie. <laughs> well, in this, he plays two roles. He plays the taxi cab racer. He sure does. So when Steve Martin is running down the street trying to get to that cab, Kevin Bacon's ass is on the other side of the street, and I love it <laughs> so much. He did. Slapping his newspaper all over the place. God damn it. Pissed. Absolutely. And then you hear his voice when they're in the motel, which means he's like on the radio or something. No, do you want me what to tell it? you, boo Yes, yes, yes. So when you be hearing, it's when the wife is, is falling asleep and the TV's watching her sleep. And it's like some She's falling asleep to Kevin Bacon? She's falling asleep to a movie called She's Having a Baby. Oh, and Kevin Bacon is okay. in it. And not only is Kevin Bacon in it, uh-huh. but it is a John Hughes yes, movie. Yes, it is. And when this movie, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles came out, uh-huh. She's Having a Baby had not even been released. No, it hasn't. So she watching a bootleg copy. That's so her good. Hat. That's fantastic. I love that so much. Yeah, he probably was editing it at the time and was uh-huh. like, you know what? Let's Let just me just throw that, that in there. Shit, Lights, Camera, Cocktails is in my movie. Is it really? Yes. So when Trejo is at home and the phone rings, guess who's on TV? It's us? It's Lights, Camera, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> what else do I have the rights to? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Remind me, I need you to sign something after this I ain't signing shit. <laughs> Yeah, excited shit. That's brilliant. Perfect. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's literally me, you, and Smashley. Is it really? It is. All right. Well, I want two credits then. Okay. <laughs> Additional voices. Yeah, I want, I want two credits. <laughs> That's great. You got it. I also want to give a recognition to Doobie's Taxi, mm-hmm. played by none other than Mr. Larry Hankin. Most people recognize him from Friends. He is the neighbor that lives down below or up top. No, down below. Because they like stomp on the floor when they're like in a fight. Okay. I can't remember his name right now. But he plays our taxi cab driver and many, many other things. Many more. And lastly, of course, we got to talk about Miss Eddie McClura, our car rental agent. (laughs) She's so good. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Like, she's so... I love her. Can I help you? Is she still alive? What does she look like? I hope she looks exactly the same with her, like, big red hair and her, like, beautiful cheeks. I'm sure she is. They say that he's a righteous dude. Oh, what a little (laughs) asshole. (laughs) What a little asshole. (laughs) All right. Sloan Peterson's father on line one. She has the best accent. And watch your mouth this time. (laughs) (laughs) She's very Midwest. She is very Midwest. I love her. We will talk about her when we do Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Gotta do Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We should do like a like end of the school year month. Can I I, like throw something out here? Then we can do Goofy Movie because it's the (gasps) end of the school year. You know what I mean? We should definitely do that movie. 100%. Along with like Ferris Bueller and Back to School and all these good movies. For sure. But before we do that, can we just talk about, do you think that John Hughes' cinematic universe okay. is all connected? To a degree, yes. Okay. Do you think that the homie who picked up the gloves, who plays Ferris Bueller's dad in yes, Ferris he Bueller's does. Day Off... Is Ferris Bueller's dad? He was a businessman. We don't know what he the fuck was. He was a businessman, and he worked 
In we've Chicago. got the money, Neil. We've got the money. We just need to spend it, you dickhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be home at six thirty sharp, pal. What do you think? Uh, could be, yeah, because he lives in Chicago. Chicago. It's never disclosed what he does as far as advertising. You're right. And let's just say, let's just say that Ferris Bueller, she decided she didn't want to work in the office no more, and now she works in an airport somewhere. Or, um... She got sick of... (laughs) She got sick of the principal just being all extra. (laughs) Mr. Ed Rooney. Because these... Like, these people, they all live in the same general area, mm-hmm. even including the McAllister. The McAllister's the house McAllister's. is... Dude, I had to do a double take on the house. It's not the same house. It's not the same house. The, the Home Alone house is a town over. Mm. So they they could still, like... We yeah, don't even know what like Mr. McAllister Chicago. Do. We've had I, – I went in a whole deep dive thinking that maybe he worked for the mob or he worked in some underground <laughs> stuff or he's CIA or he's just a businessman. Whatever. He is still in the universe. He could have popped up somewhere too. Sure. Yeah. Well, she is still working. She does still have red hair. Oh, like, she looks good. Yeah, she looks great. Check it out. She looks exactly the same. Her hair is a little smaller because it's not the 80s no more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Still doing her thing. She recently did uh, some voices on Family Guy. She has a great voice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's a righteous dude. I'm sorry you got me on that one. (laughs) Just can't. (laughs) Like I said, I love her. That scene of the "you're fucked" is probably my favorite scene in this entire movie. Just to see how angry he is. We've all been there. We, some of us, might not have gone to the extent that he does where you cuss out the fucking person at the counter. Sure. We've all had that anger inside us. I've gotten into it with some people before, mm. you know, and not to that degree. I haven't cussed some people out, but there are some times where some people were doing some stupid shit and like I had to be like, no, don't give me that bullshit. Mm-mm. Don't fucking look at me like I'm a fucking criminal. And that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's but, how the cookie crumbles. And that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> you know I want to do that movie. <laughs> you know it. All right, let me put it in. Okay, so another part, <laughs> another part of this universe. Okay, mm-hmm. the car they rent, yes, that Dale rents, the one that catches on fire, catches on fire. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a close remake of the Griswolds. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it's green and everything. Yeah, I do think that John Hughes liked the idea of tying his movies together so if i'm not mistaken there are posters up in the breakfast club that were from his first movie that never got released or something like that or uh something from 16 candles you know so he does like to keep his movies together i would yeah absolutely i mean it's like Quentin Tarantino, he likes to use, you know, Big Kahuna Burger just mm-hmm. to show that, oh, yeah, we're still in the same. Absolutely. We're still in the same timeline. Absolutely. Same it's genius. It is genius. Those are my honorable mentions. And now all I have is our two main characters because this movie does not have really so anybody us, else. Actually. Like, Okay, before you start, <sighs> I'm going to give you a fun fact. You ready? Give me that fun fact. 
Elton John wrote a song for this movie. Can you not feel the love tonight? You can't feel the love tonight because mm. Paramount was like, okay, thank you for this song, Mr. Elton John, you beautiful rainbow goddess. Mm. But we want the full rights to this song. And oh, Elton's go fuck like, yourself. Elton's like, do you know who I am, bitch? <laughs> I don't just get full rights. I'm Elton John. I wrote this and sang on it and probably played the piano on it. Nah, you nah, don't nah, steal nah, my nah, intellectual nah, property. Nah, 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 nah. And so, because... Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. You know what he said? Eh, eh, eh. Goodbye. And so he... I'm going to go plan my next party. Y'all be cool. I'm going to play this live so everybody knows that I made it and you don't try and steal it from me. You don't try and steal it. And so he said, hell to the no-no. And so he took his song, and the song was never released in this movie. The song, as far as I know it, was never released. Mm. So Elton's got it locked up in a, a vault somewhere and he ain't playing for nobody. So we've never even heard it. It's not like he put it on another album years later and we just didn't know it was for this movie. Like, uh-uh. Emotional damage. <laughs> Emotional damage. I need to Definitely. Song. Me too. And I tried to look it up. Maybe somebody leaked it. Nah, no one gives a shit. Elton's got it locked up somewhere. I love you, Elton. <gasps> I didn't see nothing. Shit is getting hot. It is getting hot. I think it's a sidecar. Like he said. Dude, like, this sidecar will fuck you up. Like it said, he would go into his sidecar to drive to the restaurant to drink to stay warm. And it's keeping me it's, warm. Look at this. I'm glistening. I'm glistening. <laughs> so yeah. There is I gotta stop fucking with this shit here. There is no Elton John song for me to be found. That makes me sad. That makes me very, very sad. I'm sorry. I thought you'd want to know. Yeah, I do. And I, it breaks my heart. My achy, breaky heart. And all day, I've been dancing to the stupid songs in this damn movie. When you go away, oh yeah. I, I can't even sing the one that's in here because it's not the original version. You take a piece of me with you. No, but there's like other songs. Just the, just the sure. song that plays every time something goes wrong. Yeah. He does it. It's <laughs> 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 very white 80s hip hop. It was beats. very, yeah. John Hughes, you don't know. That's, but you tried. Hey, but he tried. You tried. He tried. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mean that way. Okay, so let's talk about somebody. Then I got some more facts in there. Well, we've talked about both of these actors already. We have. Uh, we've talked about Mr. John Candy in a little known movie called Cool Runnings. Where you we feel the rhythm, cool. you feel, feel the, the ride. Rhyme. Come on now. It's, it's cocktail time. It is. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Jamaica. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, one, I just want to point this out. I was thinking of using a rum or a tequila drink because they Ooh. were drinking into... They were, the, yeah. He was reaching for the tequila and the rum. He's reading for the tequila. He's like, hey, where have you been? You've been to London? Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Are you going to Mexico? <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to Jamaica. Jamaica. Except that he grabs Bacardi. And that's uh. Cuba. Yep. <laughs> that is not Jamaica. No, Mom. it's not. And I, kept, I was looking at it. I was it like, don't got that muck pit flavor. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, how are you in Jamaica when you're drinking like like clear white well, Just let you know that either Scripty fucked up or John Hughes didn't, isn't much of a drinker. It just shows that I drink got too damn much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that came out right. <laughs> God damn too much. Wait, let's roll that back. Roll Got too damn. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> if I do too Zenobia much. Zenobia might be drunker than me. You probably are. I'm, I'm a drink ahead of you. Zenobia is 
feeling good. Ooh. But it just might be that, you know, I'm a bartender and I do harstory every week. On I'm making the waffles shit. after this. You say that to me. I'm ordering pizza after that. There we go. <laughs> I was like, you say you're making me waffles a lot, but I never get waffles. But when you say you're you ordering pizza, I get pizza. Can I just put a grievance out on the table, people? Miss Zenobia moved to Los Angeles, and then she doesn't stay the night anymore. And I have an issue with it. Okay. She got her own life, <laughs> got her own career, and then forgot about some people. Except she gives me Where am I sleeping tonight? The minimum. Where am I sleeping tonight? That's because it's a shorter drive to Temecula tomorrow. <laughs> where, am I, where am I sleeping? I'm sleeping here tonight. Did I get an invite? You don't am want- I going to the movies tomorrow? I don't think so. What do I have to plan tomorrow? I heard I had nothing. Then you could come I was come just to the get house. drunk and watch The Grinch. You could come over to my house, get drunk, help me help my mama cook. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Mr. John Candy. We love him. We miss him. What's your favorite movie? I wrote down three. Ooh. Spaceballs. <laughs> I forget he'd be in I'm a mog. He's like a chew- half man, half dog. Yeah, he was like Chewbacca, right? Mm-hmm. He had the little ears. Absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the great outdoors. I knew you were going to say that. That's one of it's my It's on favorites. the list. We got to do it. And I know how much you love Uncle Buck. So my I put wrote down my third favorite, which is Who is Harry Crumb? That's your favorite? I your love that movie. Absolutely. That's towards the bottom of my list, but you gotta give it to him. I'll, I'll give it another try. Actually, Maybe I, I won't seen say it that it's time. my favorite because then I would delete, be deleting Vegas Vacation. I would be deleting so many movies. I would be deleting. Not in Vegas Vacation. Yes, he is. No, he. Sorry, folks. Park's closed today. Oh, that's Vacation. Or, sorry, vacation. I, I, I've been drinking. Don't give me this shit. I was like, Vegas came out in the nineties. No, 90s. National Lampoon's Vacation, Part One. Part, part One. Part he One. Was, sorry, folks. We saw so many memes of him in 2020. When COVID sorry. hit, sorry, folks. The world's closed. <laughs> so many times. And I kept saying, like, I need Damn, to I miss John Candy. I miss, I miss him so much. Oh, I miss him. My favorite, Uncle Buck, because I feel like it's an autobiography of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Uncle Buck you call when you want somebody to watch your children or your house or your dog. That's me. And I'm going to smoke weed and drink in your house. And pick up your kids from school. Like, mm-hmm. that's... that's And what... scare your daughter's boyfriends. <laughs> oh, man, you know. You know Make I that big-ass pancake. I would. I would make my baby's big-ass pancakes. Absolutely. If you got nephews. the space for it, I say do it. It wouldn't be that big, but it would be big. No, like, I need... got a flat top, but I don't have one that's that big. You don't got... Who the fuck does? That's what I'm saying. I can't make that, but no. I can make, like, a, a big... A pretty big one. Those are my three, like... And it's more so his uh, performances in those movies. And I left this one out because I think that this is arguably one of his best performances. It's definitely his best In terms of like his character work. What you see is what you get. Yeah, absolutely. Taking off his socks. Oh, he's like, man, these dogs are barking. Oh, if we're not adding this movie, you're right. Uncle Buck. Uh Uh-huh. Great Outdoors. Home Alone. Summer Rental. Yes. I love Summer Rental. I love Summer Rental. It's one of my favorites of his. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it gets enough like shine on it. It's like one of his like deep cuts, but like Yeah, definitely. It's like Richard Pryor with moving. I love moving. I love moving. This is our shit. This is our <laughs> shit. 
Oh, I like your stairs. Well, we're taking it with us. I love that movie. It's so hilarious. <laughs> yes. So, John Caddy is an amazing comedic actor. Sadly, I, he left us way too young. He did. And I feel like if he would have just made a smaller effort, he would have been here a little longer. Yeah. There was a part in his contract for the, doing this movie that he needed a full gym. And did he? so okay. when he, whatever hotel or motel or holiday inn that they stayed in, uh-huh. they made sure that he had like So he was actively trying to stay healthy. Nah, bitch, he didn't use any of that shit. It was just in his fucking contract. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Steve Martin was like, that fool never used that shit. <laughs> I don't even know why he asked for it. Oh, like, my you know? God. Yeah, you just made some, like, person's whole day where they had to move all your fucking weights and your shit into parts of the hotel, motel, holiday inn. Yeah. I mean, The Rock does that. He's got a traveling gym. Anytime he does a movie. But that. Yeah. It makes sense. Sure. Because he's But I'm pretty sure rock. that's on his dime, if I'm not mistaken. Even if it wasn't, that's a rock. Yeah. That, you know. That's what he's selling. That is part of his life, yeah. his lifestyle since forever because yeah. he played football to wrestling to being an action star that needs sure. to be buff. So that makes sense. But that being said, this movie came out in 1987, which means they shot it in 85, 86. Okay. John Candy passed away in 94. Yeah. Like That's was, what I said. If he would have just made a small effort. He was 44 years old. He drank a lot. Like, more than I drink. And really? he smoked a lot. I didn't know that. And he ate badly. So, you know, 80s people were not no. as Agreed. conscious to health things. I mean, I yeah. drink a lot. I do. But I also go fucking walk down the street. I doubt that fool will go walk down the street. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I like him in Rookie of the Year plays the sport uh the commentator i do yeah <laughs> and i do love to uh cool running we talked about him briefly in home alone absolutely he's the uh, poker king poker 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 yeah santa fe poker no no oh well you know i know zero poker like if, sure. if i met any poker person i'd be like uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> don't know oh i love him nothing but trouble is a fantastic oh, job. Oh, no, trouble. One. That's a good one. You never have car trouble. <laughs> he is just in so many, so He's, many great. Movies. He plays the supporting cast in so many, and then when it comes to his lead roles, he knocks it out of the park. Even in Harry Crumb. Who is Harry Crumb? I'm not when saying he dresses in drag. I'm not oh, saying. Oh my god! It's, it's not a. It's a classic. Good movie. It's a uh, what is it? A cult classic, you it's might say. It's just not my favorite of his. Sure. <laughs> okay, so. Thank you, John Candy, wherever you are. We miss you. We Thank love you. For you. We miss you. So many good years of great, funny movies. Sorry, guys. The world is closed. Yeah. He's closed. Oh, I love him. Okay. Cheers to John Candy. Cheers to John Candy. And John Hughes. They're both gone. John Hughes is gone. Okay. All we got is Steve Martin left. And I love that bitch. Mm-hmm. I watch Only Murders in the Building. Do you? I sure do. You know I do. I had a feeling you would. You know You're I a, do. I, you are a murderino. I am a murderino. <laughs> I love podcasts. That's basically what it's about. Murder podcasts. Okay. And I love Steve Martin. I love Martin, Martin Short. Short. <laughs> like, how could I not? I love Selena Gomez, personally. And you know what? I was never a big fan of hers, and I like her in this. In this. So, 
I like her. It, I mean, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She got a. I like the sweet disposition that she's got going on. I like her very uh, monotone. Curves dry aside, ass. I like her. She is curvy, especially yeah. for a. Aside from her curves, I still like her. A, a whitish Mexican. <laughs> I'm a whitish Mexican. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, that's why I like her curves. Yeah. I like her curves. I'm not saying nothing about the curves, but curves aside, I still think. But she I like her is character like, and her yeah. performance in the show, so definitely is. All right, so. I'll give it a shot. I haven't really like dove into the movie or excuse me, the show, because you know, murder and like horror is not my thing. No, it's a dark comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's Steve Martin and Martin Short. It you is Steve think? Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, it's. Do they do my little buttercup? My little, little buttercup. No, they hate each other pretty much, kind of. Like, they like. Oh, they like, come on. They like hate love each other. Is she the, the mediator? She is in the middle. I mean, this last season had Meryl Streep in it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul Rudd. Wait a m- Mm-hmm. It had the best acting and the loosest hips in Hollywood. What the loose fuck? hips? Yep. <laughs> in, this, in the last season, this this season, the third season. I yeah. got nothing to offer. Shit. That's why I'm like, it's good, bitch. Like Damn, Meryl I'm... Streep showed up. She's in the, like the whole season. Here's a, let's get. Let me give you a puppet. <laughs> let's move on. The MPAA didn't like a certain scene in this movie. You can guess which one. The cussing. Yeah. This fucking. Fucking fuck, fucking mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck, mother, fuck, fuck. So yeah, they wanted to give it an R. Initially, this movie was going up for a PG thirteen until they saw that scene, which is very understandable because you can only get a whole lot of one. You're only allowed one fuck, and if you're real lucky, you might be able to. MPAA has one last fuck to give for PG thirteen, and they give you one. I only got one in my movie because I knew that it was going to be PG-13. You only get one. Well. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. That scene, Steve Martin says fuck 18 times. Eight. Teen time. 19 total for that scene. You're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> okay. So when they saw this, they were like, girl, <laughs> if you take this off, we'll give you a PG-13. But if you keep it in, it's hard R. And John Hughes really didn't want to get rid of the scene. And it is. He also reason- didn't want the R rating. He didn't want the R rating, but he'd rather keep the scene in. And, and take the R rating. Take the R rating. Yeah, agreed. Um, basically, agreed because he loved it, and because it's the reason why Steve Martin signed on to the film. Really, he loved that scene. He yeah. thought it was hilarious. It's he probably it was great. where, like I he said, really wanted remember to what do we were it. talking about typing. Like I bet you, he started with that scene and then worked his way <laughs> out. Outwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. he loved it. Like I said, all of us have had this exact feeling. It's, we might not have said it, but we've had this feeling. It's the pinnacle of that's what it is when you travel. Oh shit gets under your skin that's why i say i love to travel but i hate traveling <laughs> well we ain't in the private sector yet i just yeah once we get a, a private jet i'm gonna love traveling bitch mm-hmm. all day so uh, they kept them all in and they got that hard r all right so who sorry i've been drinking me too steve martin that's all we got all right that's all we got is our lead character 
and he is killing it with murders in the building. We just talked about him on our Three Amigos episode. Sure did. Check that one out because I had my two amigos on there with us, and we had a hell of a time. Mm-hmm. I adore this man. I respect this man. He has had a fantastic career from Parenthood to Roxanne to which the they jerk. just the jerk. Roxanne, they just remade with Peter Dinklage uh, doing the original version of uh, like the play Cyrano version? de Bergerac, uh-huh. you know, to my favorite movie of his, My Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven. A, oh, him and Rick Moranis. Uh, uh, so fucking good. Father of the Bride. Absolutely. I wasn't One sure if you two. were a fan of Father of the Bride or not. <gasps> Why wouldn't I be? I don't know. I don't know if you ever seen it. I auditioned for the remake. No, when the remake. I didn't switched watch. it. No, I didn't watch like, the remake. I love Gloria, but Gloria. like, yeah, she plays the mom. No, I'm, I'm. It's just because, you know, I love part twos. I like sequels. Mm-hmm. I like shit like that. Yeah, but I love Steve Martin too much for you to replace him. Even though Steve Martin's version is the second version of the movie, is it's it not really? even the first one. Who did the first one? Uh, Elizabeth Taylor played the daughter, and holy uh, shit, uh, Spencer Tracy played the dad. That's the original, black and white. Damn. Yeah. So the one that I love so is not they, even the first. It's one. like the Star Is Born situation. Can yeah, I baby give Elizabeth you Taylor. my favorite thing Steve Martin has ever said? I'm a wild and crazy <laughs> guy. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. He in an interview he once said, "Be so good." That they can't deny you. And that bitch is so good that and we he, can't deny him. Absolutely. Everybody loves him. Love Steve Martin. I he mean, knows when to make it funny. He knows when to play it serious. Like In The Jerk, he was a poor black boy. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't even tell you. Black people thought that shit was hilarious. We weren't even mad. We're like, yeah, Steve Martin, <laughs> do that shit. <laughs> like, you know, so. Wait, so they love him like RDJ? They love him. Like who, I've never, I've never met anyone. And he, he's been albino since like nineteen hundred. His his hair has always been super light, and he like, went great. He's got a touch of dark in this movie. In this movie, I don't like, know where that comes from because he's like a blonde. Yeah. Like how did he's where got did a this touch of dark? Just a touch, and it makes him look a little younger. <laughs> a little younger. Maybe they added that in. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love anything that he's in. Agreed. Um, but in this movie, there's a scene in here that is completely 100% Steve Martin. Like, no script, no nothing. Tell me about it's it. It's just him. Is it his monologue? No. Okay. So the last scene, the last train scene where he's on the train. Yeah. He's on his way home. He's finally made it. He said goodbye to Dell. Yeah. He's sitting there and he's having flashbacks. Of like stuff that he went through. He's sure. just envisioning his family. He's smiling and he even like checks his watch. But he ain't got the he watch because he watch. the watch to fucking get in the room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, fuck. And, you know, he's sitting there. That whole scene was never meant to be in this movie. I'm not quite sure exactly what scene was supposed to be there. But they had Steve Martin sitting on the train, mm-hmm. the cameras are facing him as they're, you know, working on lighting and all this stuff. Yeah. And 
all of those facial expressions, it's just him thinking about his just living lines, in the character, living in the character, thinking about stuff. Him actually looking at his watch is probably because this whole time he's been wearing a fucking watch, and he looks, and he's like, "Oh, in this scene, yeah. I don't even have a watch." Fuck. And so when they changed the end of him walking, Dell walking to the play to the house, and was like, "You know, you need to just be with your family," and he leaves. Mm-hmm. They were like, "You know, we can't, we can't do this." So. John Hughes and the editor went and dug through tons and tons of footage and somehow found this footage that is not meant to be anything. And that is, he was like, I saw this and it was like, fuck, you're embodying literally what everything I'm trying to like show in this moment. You're missing your family. You're laughing about, you know, him sticking his hand in between two pillows. You know, know, you're thinking about your kids. You know, you know, right now your wife is probably basting the turkey. Like, these are the things that you're thinking about as Mm -hmm. you're on your way. You're getting so close to being home. And you're literally just living it just normal, Steve Martin. Just normal, Steve Martin. Just looking on the train. Going through lines in his head. No, he's not living Steve Martin. He's living his character. He's living his character, yeah. but it's he don't know he's living his character. He's yeah. just being. He's, he's just being. Yeah, he's trying to become the character. I don't even know if it's that. I think it is. You think it's that? I think it is because I'll tell you this: as a director, you're gonna miss things. Mm-hmm. There's things that you need that you forget mm-hmm. or that you concede to because you're stuck to time constraints. You're stuck to you know, availability of an actor or whatever the case. There's scenes or there's shots, I should say, in our movie mm-hmm. that are literally reaction shots of actors waiting to start filming. And that's what this was. That's all it is. Because they're trying to get themselves into character, where they're coming from, where they're going to, what is standing in their way, what are the obstacles, or what are the, um, I should say, uh, repercussions of them not accomplishing what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that is where the beautiful moments are coming from. Because they're real. You don't have to put them on. Absolutely real. And when people who aren't actors... testament to... Actors doing their prep work, yeah. doing the things that AI cannot. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, AI. 135 days. Don't you be taking our jobs. They can't. They can't. I don't know. They can't do what we do. I tell you what, I'm out. <laughs> Okay, I got Ooh, like. What did you put in this shit? It's a hitty. It's a hitty. Okay, I got two more. Here we go. Hit me with it. Howard Dutch was supposed to be the director for this movie, not Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, John Hughes. Yes, this drink is hitting me. Sorry, wait, Dutch. The... Howard Dutch, the director. Oh, I thought you were talking about Dutch the movie. No, is that a John Hughes movie? Yes. Is it really? He wrote it. It feels very John Hughes. He that makes wrote sense. it. He didn't that direct it, he sense. wrote it. Okay, well, Howard Dutch Dutch was set to direct this movie. He also directed many other John mm-hmm. Hughes movies like Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful. Those are his movies. Pass the Dutchie. But Hughes once... <laughs> pass the Dutchie. I said pass the, the Dutchie on, on the left hand side. Okay, so once... Ooh, Hugh- I know. <laughs> once John Hughes found out that Steve Martin has signed on, he was like, let me, I, get that, let, let me get that director job back. Give me the ball. Watch what I do give, with it. Give it to me. <laughs> I have always wanted to work with this man 
So you can actually, I got another movie for you, boo boo. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's a script. Great Outdoors, go do that one. What and so the fuck? he did Great Outdoors okay. instead of doing okay. um, Planes, Trains. I can't be mad at him. And we already talked about how much we love that fucking movie. Yeah. So he could have been the director for this, Mr. Pretty in Pink and Great Outdoors. Hey, he's fantastic. Yes, we love him. I feel like he, him and John Hughes have like a shorthand. Absolutely. They have the same kind of vision. Mm-hmm. They, have, they understand each other. They understand each other. Like, I feel like I could direct one of your movies because I could understand where you're coming from. And if you said something to me, I'd be like, I see. You could you could talk shorthand to me. For sure. And I would definitely be like, I feel you. You'd be like, you know what? i give you a look. <laughs> you would, Literally, you have given me so many looks in my life that, like, I know exactly what you're thinking before you say anything. And I'd be like, oh, you guys. What am I thinking? Right now? That you ready to do this scene? <laughs> That's what I'm getting all of you. I could be wrong. But I, I, I could definitely Will, can do... you just be serious once? <laughs> For, yeah. So I definitely could see that like we could have a shorthand. You'd be like, you know For what? Sure. I feel like when I wrote this scene, it gave me a good fillers going through the restaurant vibe. I'd be like, okay, Ooh. Ooh, I get you. I've told like you could say that to me. I'm like, oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, so we need to do this. Like, I feel like that's kind of like the relationship that they have, that they they could do this like shorthand for sure they they have the same type of vision now hughes was not satisfied with the owen scene at first the owen scene you know when they are waiting for their ride and owen pulls up to the motherfucking with the lady and the baby oh yeah 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 yeah. okay he wasn't feeling it the way that it was working the first time the way it was working even though the actor did basically made everything uh-huh. his own the yeah, yeah, yeah. the noises and the spitting of the faces and stuff that was all something him. was missing that was all him it was missing probably maybe on the receiving end of that so steve martin and john candy weren't really giving him what john wanted okay so he walked up to him and he was like all right so before you shake steve martin's hand i want you to like wipe the spit like all off your mouth and then like like shake his hand and so that's exactly what he did <laughs> so the reaction on steve martin's face where he was like uh, uh, is because that's a real he didn't tell steve martin <laughs> that's what he was doing gross the shit out of him and after when they said cut this motherfucker ran to the bathroom soap and lathered his hands for oh. quite some time because it was just too gross for him but, <laughs> but john, they got the reaction that they needed. john got the the, the the look he was looking for okay yeah. I like when they do things like that. Like, I do too. They're the buzz. Yeah. Like he didn't even Every once in a while you gotta just do a little something. Nothing to like nothing that's a red flag, but something that will push the other person's boundaries. Like just a smidge. Yeah. You want that surprise look on their face. Mm-hmm. Because that is something You can't go full De Palmo on them, but you know. Shit. <sighs> Alright, well I'm out. You out? I'm out. I'm out. We're done. Here we go. Thank Hell, you, everybody, yes. for listening God. to Play Trades and Automobiles. I hope you're listening to this on your way home from Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm kind of drunk. We'll through this, we're but gonna we're going to get it done. This. We're going to get it done. Oh, my God. Uh, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Wherever you, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we at. Come and hear us. If you have any movies, any drink ideas, please send us an email at lights, camera, cocktails. No S. Get the S out of here at gmail.com. 
<laughs> and yes, we're getting ready for our Christmas movie. Our first Christmas, Christmas is movie. coming up, y'all. And this is it. You ready? It's going to be great. I'm going to try. I'm not to... ready. I am not ready. You're me. not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh okay. My God. Let me just. Okay. Hold on. Let me. I need 10 minutes for character. You ain't got it. So <laughs> we're going to do our Christmas movie. I'm going to try to get through this without laughing. It is something that we've done this like three, four times, and I couldn't get through. So let's let's pray. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? As ready as I'm gonna be. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna need you to put your heels above your head so I can go down in your taint in your butthole. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Just let me get these out of the way. Okay. All right. Great. Carla, at the risk of sounding forward, would you be willing to come with me to my sexy Santa competition? Well, I, I don't date my clients. I, I have a code. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course. Of course you do. And you should. You sh- should have a code. I'm just fucking with you. I don't have a code. <laughs> I'm waxing your butthole. <laughs> of course I go see your show. Oh, my God. She's funny and she's beautiful. You know, you don't see this combination every day. You don't see this combination combination every day either. <laughs> so it's a date then. I'll see you tonight. It's a date. Oh, I can um, spread my butt cheeks apart for you if you want. Thank you. No one has ever offered to spread their butt cheeks apart for me before. Spread my butt cheeks apart for you anytime you want me to, Carla. Where did you come from, Ty Swindell? Oh. That's the best I can do. I I'm can't do no more. with a stripper. Oh, my God. I fucking can't even look at you right now. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> Is it because my butt cheeks are spread apart? Yes. I was on the eye with tape. <laughs> All right, we did it. We made it. All right, you guys, we're out of here. We got to rush out of here. Thank you guys so much. This has been a fantastic, fun holiday episode. Happy Happy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to all of you. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep listening. We will see you guys next week with our Christmas episode on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. Oh, boy. (laughs) You're fucked. (laughs)